This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. We are back at it again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And of course, I'm Rafael Di Furia. We are coming to you for this special edition to announce something that is huge, that is coming for those of you who are going to be having those 1948 cases. We've gone into a lot of detail about them in past episodes, but things are about to get shaken up. So, Marco, Maybe do you want to just get straight into it and let us know what this big update is that is happening to these laws for individuals who can get through those cases? Finally, the Italian government approved a reform with the goal of reducing the uh, processing time of these requests. So um, specifically on December the 9th, of this year, the uh, a new law was published into the Gazzetta Ufficiale, the Italian uh, Journal of the Laws of the State of the country, and um, among a lot of other provisions that have to do with many different topics, uh, the government introduced a um, provision that basically allows the um, that allows people who have a citizenship case, people who have to uh, pursue citizenship via uh, the Italian courts, to file their cases in a local court as opposed to uh, the court of Rome. So basically, so far, uh, people who had a citizenship case, people who wanted to pursue their recognition of Italian citizenship through the courts, they had to uh, use the Italian court of Rome now it becomes possible to use uh, the court in the region where your ancestor was from, which I believe it's it's huge. You know, it's no longer one place uh, that you have to file all the cases uh, into one single court, but now you can use a lot of other courts in Italy, and that should help uh, resolve the, 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 the situation because we have to say that the court of Rome was starting to become a little bit slower than uh, in the past with processing uh, these citizenship claims. I would agree. That sounds absolutely massive that these individuals now don't all have to go to the same place. Like if we're talking about people from all around the world having to use one courthouse, I can imagine that courthouse would get very overwhelmed very quickly, especially if they're not taking a ton of cases on all at the same time, because of course their resources will be limited to at least some extent. But correct me if I'm wrong here, but if I'm not mistaken in the past, the only other way to choose another court outside of Rome was if you were physically like living there to choose the court for like say your ancestral comune, you would have to actually be living there. Or am I wrong about that? Uh, well, yes and no. So for, of course, the majority of people who petition the court to uh, become Italian citizens are normally residing abroad. And for people who reside abroad, the law has always stated that uh, the court of Rome needs to be uh, involved. But for those people that you're referring to, people who are 
or, or where before this law residing in Italy, so with an Italian address, uh, well, it was questionable if they were able to petition mm -hmm. their local court, uh, the court where they were residing, because under Italian law, the main uh, criteria to establish uh, which court you must use is you must use the court uh, in the area where the defendant resides. And in a citizenship case, your counterpart is the Ministry of Interior with legal offices in Rome. So under Italian law, you, if, even for somebody who was residing in Italy, uh, that person should have still used the court of Rome. It could have been possible to use a local court. Uh, the problem would have been if the ministry um, would have filed an objection saying, okay, you filed in this court, but my legal office is in Rome, so you were supposed to file in Rome, and then it would have been up to the judge to decide. So uh, even to those who reside in Italy, we always suggested to uh, to file in, in Rome. It was just the easier and safer option. I get you. Okay, so that makes plenty of sense. I mean, if they're in Rome, then <laughs> how are they going to defend themselves else? Are they going to have to send someone out somewhere else? But that's a different situation. So let's focus on more what is now, what we find ourselves in. And so what are maybe some of the biggest differences that some people will really see as time goes on? Uh, do you see that there will be a, a potential speed up in the way that these cases are actually responded to? Well, first of all, before we go any further, I believe it's uh, necessary to clarify that uh, this change, uh, these measures will only uh, apply to cases that are filed after 180 days from the day uh, on which the law becomes effective. And this specific law, which again was uh, published in the Gazzetta Ufficiale, this uh, national journal, including all the Italian laws, uh, on December the 9th will become effective only on after 15 days, which is what happens for any Italian law uh, published in the Gazzetta Ufficiale, uh, which means that this law will become effective on um, December the 24. Now, uh, only for cases that will be filed after 180 days from December the 24, um, they can be filed through uh, the local court in the region where uh, the ancestor was born. So this is something that cannot be done immediately. Uh, you have to wait um, six months from December the 24th. Now, a lot of people may be wondering, uh, is it worthwhile to wait if I have my papers ready, if I'm ready to file? Uh, if I was ready to file in Rome, uh, now is it advisable to file in Rome now, which is, of course, as of this moment in time, the correct procedure, or should I wait? Should I hold on to my documents and file the uh, case in the local court uh, when uh, this law, this, these changes will become effective in June of next year? Well, it depends. There is not a straightforward answer. It depends on a variety of factors. Mm -hmm. If uh, you are in a rush and you're lucky enough to get a judge in Rome that doesn't have a busy schedule, uh, it may be worthwhile to file right now. Maybe you're very lucky and get a judge, one of the newest judges uh, who don't have a very busy schedule. Maybe you get a hearing relatively soon and you get you can get your uh, case done 
in 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 a timely f manner but um it may be worthwhile to consider to wait and file in the court uh in the local court in the region where your ancestor was from especially if it's knowingly a um quick court uh if it's known to be a quick court a court that uh is not packed or doesn't have a huge backlog of cases um of course it will depend on the specific case and on the um specific court so i mean basically when it comes down to it really it sounds like the answer is that it depends like there there is the theoretical possibility that it actually really could improve things for individuals but there's a theoretical possibility it could remain roughly status quo or am i misunderstanding no that's that's correct it will depend of course uh on the specific case we're talking about a lot of courts right now that potentially can be used throughout Italy. So I believe the best way to go here is to look at the specific court, which you could potentially use starting from June and see how the court is, if it's a quick one or a slow one, or you can you can maybe ask us. Um, we, uh, we normally, like normally attorneys know throughout Italy, which ones are the uh, easiest courts to work with. And we can, we can, we can check that out for you and see if it's advisable to use the local court or if it's advisable in your specific case to stick with um, the court of Rome. So theoretically also, the individuals moving forward, just to clarify what you're saying, uh, they have the possibility to use their ancestral comune or not the comune itself, but the ancestral area or continue to move forward with Rome. Yeah, actually, um, even after June of 2022, um, I also wanted to make this clear. Even if the purpose of the law is to direct these very large number of citizenship cases to to the local courts to avoid that you know everybody files in Rome uh, I believe it's fair to say that it can still be the court of Rome can still be used even after uh, June of uh, 2022 I wouldn't necessarily advise to do that because uh, if the government made a law and the law says you should use the court uh, in the region where your ancestor was from, probably safer to do so. Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, it is it will be still possible to use the court of Rome because this special provision that was just introduced doesn't cancel or remove the general law that says that in general, when you file a case against someone else, you should file it in the court, uh, in the place where the defendant resides, or in the case of an entity has their legal offices. And in your case, your defendant will always be the Ministry of Interior, which uh, is located in Rome. So to recap, I believe it's safer to use the local courts starting from June of 2022, but I don't exclude that legally speaking, it will still be possible to use the court of Rome. Interesting. So just another thing to maybe clarify a little bit, because you mentioned that it goes into effect the 24th of December, but you have to wait till the 24th of June. What is this waiting time? Why, why, why is this there? Why is there this window in between? Well, actually, um, it's just how the law is uh, phrased. The law specifically uh, make reference to uh, this timeline and specifically says that uh, these this new provisions will only apply to those cases filed after um, ah. 
180 days from when the law becomes effective. That's interesting. And I'm just curious, kind of moving on to the next subject, though, that you mentioned that these are these areas, these ancestral areas. How would a person, even though they might not be the ones going about finding it on their own, especially because they would be working with a lawyer, uh, how would a person maybe go about finding, if they're wanting to do research on their own, where this court is and if they want to do some research to find out maybe who the judges are, where can they look and find where these courts are? Well, um, you you can't use any court throughout the country. You can only use, um, say, major uh, courts. Um, so there are only a certain number of courts that are um, allowed to hear citizenship cases throughout the country, meaning courts which have a specific div- division, including uh, specific judges who are prepared on immigration law. And normally there's one court per region, so for each Italian region, even if uh, in some cases, in some regions, there could be two courts that are um, allowed to hear these citizenship cases and have this, let's call it immigration division. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a list published on the website of the Italian government. As for the judges, well, they are more difficult to identify because judges change all all the Mm -hmm. time. So a judge that is working in a specific court today may not be working in that same court next week. Again, very interesting. And something I'm just curious about, because I believe in the past, the answer to this question was yes, that if a person wanted to show up for the hearing for their court date, that they could be able to do that in Rome. So I'm just thinking that would this be possible in these smaller areas where these people's families are from? Because, I mean, for there are a lot of individuals out there who want to get really involved with their cases and really uh, know what's going on and to connect with their ancestry because that's the reason why a lot of people do it is not just for the legal ability but also to connect with their heritage. So would a person be able to take maybe not necessarily an active role but would they be able to take a passive role physically in the courtroom in this place where their family came from yeah of course nothing changes from a procedural standpoint from uh what we um from what was happening uh before with the court of rome so you could participate before to the hearing or hearings and you can and you will be able to participate now uh, to the hearings that will um, be held uh, at at a local court uh, different from Rome. Um, the thing is with the with the current situation, most courts, including the Court of Rome, are not uh, holding in person hearings. So uh, we're talking about not even like hearings that uh, are held through uh, Zoom or other kinds of uh, video. Uh, meetings, but rather um, there is like a written brief that you have to present to the court, which uh, replaces the actual hearing. So the answer to your question is, as of this moment in time, it's very difficult to um, for me to say that uh, it will be possible to for 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 a person that it, that is represented by an attorney to uh, be present during the hearing because the courts mm-hmm. are not holding any hearings because of the global situation, uh, the health problems, and, you know, for safety 
reasons they prefer not to hold in-person hearings. And uh, all we have to do right now is submit these uh, briefs, uh, including all of our arguments, which replace the, uh, the hearings in the future, probably uh, if they will resume these in-person hearings, it will be possible to, of course, mm-hmm. uh, participate. Yeah, I, I, that's fair enough. It makes sense that uh, given the situation that there had to be an alternative uh, to uh, keep things moving. It's interesting, though, that uh, it's no longer required to go that extra step and have the full hearing itself. But also, maybe just as a quick little refresher, maybe it might be worthwhile to quickly go over a 1948 case, who would be the type of person that would fit this bill, so to speak, rather than a normal Yure Sanguinis case that would go through uh, the consulate or through a municipal office in Italy? What would this family situation look like that a person would have to go through a 1948 case? Well, we've talked about 1948 cases pretty extensively in the previous videos. So, of course, I would direct anybody who is uh, really interested in the topic to watch our previous videos because I think we did a very good job describing all of the possible situations and scenarios <laughs> that involved a, a 1948 case. But um, maybe just to give a quick um, a quick explanation, a 1948 case is a case that must be presented in court. Um, because there is a female ancestor in the Italian line. Um, it could be the Italian ancestor born in Italy or some of the or, or one of the intermediate uh, ascendants in the Italian line who gave birth to um, her child prior to January 1st, 1948. So prior to uh, the Italian constitution coming into effect, which means that um, the woman in question was legally unable to pass her citizenship onto her child, which makes any descendants not eligible for Italian citizenship, technically speaking. However, uh, thanks to a 2009 uh, Supreme Court's decision, it is possible to pursue citizenship via the court system. So presenting this situation, which is considered now as discriminatory and discriminatory against women and unjust and unconstitutional it's possible to present these situations to the italian courts and obtain a favorable ruling Um, now this process as i just described it seems very or sounds very daunting probably or not accessible but actually these processes are very successful we talked about this in a lot of uh, previous episodes. So if you have a 1948 case, if you have a woman in your Italian line um, who gave birth to her child prior to January 1st, 1948, you should definitely pursue your case in court in Italy because it is very likely that you will be successful. Sometimes uh, this can result in a very, very um, straightforward and quick process it depends on the judge on the schedule of judge but um, it is definitely worthwhile absolutely 100% to try these cases in court to present these cases you still need to collect all the documents that you would uh, present to an Italian consulate or an Italian uh, comune but instead of presenting those documents to the consulate or the comune you present the documents with the representation of an attorney Mm -hmm. 
directly through the court and the court itself will grant citizenship to you so you don't have to redo the process afterwards uh, through the consulate um, and of course you should pursue a 1948 case only if you don't have another viable line italian line or another branch of the family that you can use uh, because it's always advisable to pursue citizenship through an italian consulate or an italian comune if you can do so interesting i mean again it's always fascinating to hear about this like even as somebody who understands these processes very well it's always great to hear about them and to hear what people can go through and how to go through it. But I do think that this is a great place to round this episode out. Of course, like Marco was saying, be sure to check out previous episodes on 1948 cases on YouTube, also through the audio only podcast. But Marco, if anybody is needing help through this process for 1948 case or through Yurei Sangunis, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com, or give us a call. The number is on the website. Well, absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more content about life abroad, living abroad, living abroad as an Italian dual citizen, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia, and my audio-only podcast called Not Your Average Globetrotter. And of course, even more so, be sure that you are subscribed to this YouTube channel, where you are also automatically subscribed to the Italian Real Estate Podcast, where Marco and I get into a little bit more about living in Italy, as well as about moving to Italy, and, and all of the, 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 the little bits and bobs that get in Involved when we're talking about real estate because it is a little bit different than some other places in the world. But again, we have been here with Italian attorney Marco Permunian from ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Thanks for joining us. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you. Thank you.